Welcome to Conversations with Gen CA, a podcast for and about the trends impacting the CA community. I'm here with Lisa Mead, and her story is truly inspirational. Ten years ago, after becoming an accountant, she took a sudden deviation, resigned from her role with KPMG to create her own practice. She had no clients, no finance, and no business plan, but she had a powerful idea to create a purpose-driven practice. Lisa, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So tell us about the day you resigned and what was it that inspired you to go from a secure job to create your own practice? It was definitely a very scary thing to quit my job without a job to go to. I had um, one of the partners in the firm that I was working at, he started laughing in the meeting that I was having when I was saying, look, I'm doing this. And that was because he was nervous for me. And he said, you know, Lisa, most people have a job to go to when they quit their job. And I said, well, I'm not most people. It goes back to 2017, actually, when I was completing my final CA papers, as if I wasn't busy enough with working full time and doing that as well. I found myself in a situation where my son's father was in prison that year for 12 months. I researched what helps children become successful when they're older, regardless of risk factors when they're growing up and things like that. I sent a proposal to the Minister of Corrections here in New Zealand. I asked them for a video calling to be in place for every child who has a parent in prison. And by the end of that year, I finished my study for one and also got a letter back that said, basically, look, this is not our priority. And I thought, well, if it's not your priority, it's mine. And over that Christmas period, I read a book called The Growth Mindset by Professor Carol Dweck, which basically talks about your potential and and how you can learn and grow and um, be successful no matter what, really. And that Christmas, my son's father got out of prison and saw him on Christmas Day for about an hour. My son said to me, look, mum, I I don't think that my dad really cares about me. Mm. And that just broke my heart. And I thought, that's it. I've got to do something about this. I don't want him to think like that. So I found some growth mindset resources. And by the end of that half an hour, he turned around and he said to me, mum, I don't have to be like my dad when I'm older. I saw how much potential there is just in being able to inspire young children and give them a different way of thinking about things, giving them a positive mindset towards their situation and helping them to think that their future is not limited by whatever is going around, you know, in their home, how they're being brought up. And so those were the driving forces behind me leaving my five, six figure salary, full-time job, everything that you kind of work a long time to get in the position to be in. I saw something beyond that that I wanted to strive for and I had a big dream to create something that actually could create sustainable social change for kids who have risk factors. You talked about that light bulb moment. What made you realize not only could you make this succeed, but you had the backing of other people with similar issues? So one thing I did was create a launch video because at that point it was just an idea and it said, you know, I want to support these kids. This is a little bit of my story. And this is what I would like to do. So it was really just a basic, do you want to come on this journey and be a part of it? And that first day that I launched it, it went crazy. And I swear I was on my couch most of the day, replying to messages, replying to potential clients. It had over 40,000 views in about a week. It went really big, really quickly. 
my vision and mission with social currency is to change intergenerational statistics around crime, poverty and low educational attainment in at-risk Kiwi kids. And how we do that is by donating 10% of revenue, so 10 cents in every dollar that we earn, to organisations that are breaking that cycle and, and they break that cycle by really simply providing a mentor or positive role model to a young person who needs one. That's fantastic. And, I mean, it's still a relatively young organisation, but you've got a very simple purpose to help kids have a better future, as I understand it. And what are you doing to get that growth so quickly? Are you partnering? Have you got charity sponsors or how does that work? So I've got four key charity partners. So two of those I've got MOUs with, so Memorandum of Understandings. I've got the documents behind these partnerships as well. They're not just handshake agreements. They are strategic partnerships with organisations that are established and three of the organisations we support are dealing with the front line, so either in school or around in the community mentoring. I can tell someone it costs $1,500 a year to have a mentor and that's to support that relationship and, and for a mentor to be supporting a child, it takes one hour a week to really change a child's life. The research behind it is really important, not just picking a charity and donating to it. And as you're growing, I see you've got a small team with you and I imagine that will grow as you grow. But how do you see your team growing with you in that vision and shared alignment? So I've got just about 400 clients now. Obviously, with that growth comes the need to grow your team and grow the people that are around you, the supports and things. I'm a zero firm, totally paperless. All of my systems are really nice and synced. Outside of that, I just run with contractors. Probably about 80% of the clients that are coming to me are saying, we love what you do and we want to do something like that in our business as well, which is amazing because that's the flow on effect that you can see when you're inspiring people or doing something that is really stretching that comfort zone, but actually has that meaningful purpose behind it. People go, well, actually, I care about this over here. I'd like to support that. How do I do that? You're doing it that way. Maybe I can do it another way, but I want to achieve the same sort of goal. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, it comes to my next question, you know, corporate social responsibility is you know, the buzzword and mm. a lot of organisations, particularly large ones, you know, have these policies, but your organisation, even in the name social currency, has a certain authenticity mm. um, about it. What do you think are the tips for companies in having a CSR that really has that mutual benefit to both the organisation and the community? A lot of probably your medium to larger firms, they do tend to have something called a CSR policy, so corporate social responsibility, which usually involves some pro bono time, some volunteer days for their staff, some general uh, vision and mission statements and things like that that are kind of flowing through the organisation, but they don't necessarily have a key purpose behind why they exist for a start. Why does that organisation even exist? Is it just for profit? If it's just for profit, do they want to tap into the opportunities that lie in that purpose space? What is it that we care about and what are we doing to change that social issue and really impact that? The thing that really strikes me is the innovation of having a company which is entirely driven by its social purpose. Do you think this is the way of the future? Oh, 100%, even if you just want to look at my personal revenue growth, client-based growth, all of the data stacks up, it is the way to go as far as I'm concerned. If you want to be ahead of the game, if you want to be really leading for the next generation, if you want to be seen as the organisation to work with, to work for, 
if you want to be one of those, if you want to step out and do something that is actually going to create some positive change, you have to be willing to adapt, to change what you do and to pick something that is really from the heart and not just from the head. Going back to the start of your career, when you joined KPMG, what did you think you were going to be doing now, given that this is probably not what you originally planned to do? I really was just thinking about having a job. Very simple. But I think the impact that a global firm like that had on me, on my mindset, I was in their CSR team. I was head of communities for their Christchurch office. It got me thinking about what are those possibilities? Could business operate differently? I would never have thought that I would be doing this 10, 11 years later. Absolutely would not have thought that I would be even a CA now, even running a business that was purpose-driven, that meant that getting up in the morning every day was so much easier because you know what you stand for, you know what you're working towards and the people around you are on that level too and they just want to help you achieve that as well. So it becomes, yeah, pretty cool, pretty exciting. Excellent, that certainly comes through. So what advice would you give to others who want to follow in your footsteps? The CA platform for me has been really critical. When I decided to quit my job, I thought, you know, I'm in the position to do something about this issue that I really care about. I'm in this position because I'm a CA, because I can use my skills to do good. That's the slogan behind what I do. It's whakamahia te puti and multiply, which means using money for good. So I'm in the position to be able to create my firm that gives 10% of revenue to supporting at-risk kids It is a lot of study, it's a commitment, but what it means on the other side of that is that you have the opportunity to create some serious positive change in whatever area that you care about if you continue and if you choose that path. And, you know, even if there's not a driving force for you right now, if you want to apply yourself and get those skills and get that experience, then there may come a time in the future where you think, do you know what? I actually really care about this. I'd like to do something about that. What are my skills? What can I do? What can I leverage? The possibilities are endless. Lisa Mead, thanks for joining Gen CA Conversations. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to the Gen CA podcast. It's a great opportunity for me to showcase the innovation, inspiration, and creativity in our profession. You can find other podcasts on the Gen CA podcast page on our website. And if you have any ideas, please share them with us. You'll find the feedback link on that page. Thanks for joining us.